Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Listen, we're all pretty proud of being from Cork, but it's fair to say that even for us proud Corkonians, there are so many things about the city and county that we just don't know. For example, we all know about the burning of Cork in 1920, but did you know that the city was also practically burned to the ground in 1622? Which means this year actually marks the 400th anniversary of a devastating fire in the city, which happened when thatched houses at opposite ends of the inner walled city were struck by lightning. Hundreds of people died in the fires, which spread rapidly among the thatched buildings inside the walls. Over one and a half thousand buildings were destroyed, and many who survived took shelter in the churches. And that's just one of the incredible stories that you'll hear about if you go to the Spalpeen Faunic this summer for Hysterical Histories, brought to you by Angela Newman and her team. It's a show full of laughs as well as history, and, well, it is called Hysterical after all. And Elmery spoke to Angela all about it. Do you know what I found, Elmarie? I've kind of I've come from a family who are very proud Corgonians and growing up in the city centre, my dad and my granddad were always pointing things out. So mm. it really kind of is a deep seated love for the history of my city. So they were things that I was finding out all through my childhood and my teens that have gone into the show. But also I just love reading about Cork and Cork people. I'm a bit obsessed. So when it came when the time came to do the research for the actual show itself, I found that I had a lot of starting points, which made things a lot easier, you know. But having said that, like there's so much history in Cork itself, not all of it could go into the show. (laughs) So the editing was probably the most difficult part. It was myself and the cast wrote it together and we found that a lot of the editing process actually went into the script. And there were a lot of little arguments we were having about the research of things that actually we just put in. And that's where the humour is coming from. I suppose if you're going to put it on paper, there's there's a good few months gone into the research all right of this um of this show. But the actual writing process then itself was very quick because we had all the, the research done in advance, you know? I think whenever we go and visit cities abroad, one of the things people always do is go on the hop on, hop off bus tour. And we have a great one of those in Cork, which takes you around as well. But the, I suppose, scope for delving into some amazing, fascinating stories can sometimes be limited. And the thing is, we come back from places abroad full of, hey, did you know this about such and such a thing? But it's only if you actually do a walking tour around your own town or your own city that somebody reveals to you what's under your feet or under your nose or over your head that you Mm. may have been passing for 40, 50, 60 years unwittingly. And you have taken, of course, to social media in a big way to promote the show, but also share tiny little snippets of the sort of fascinating unknown stories 
to most people that people will discover when they come along to the Hysterical Histories show. And I'm going to ask you to tell people one of those stories this morning. It's one of the most recent ones you shared on Instagram and it is the Pints and Pianos story, which I thought was mind blowing. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I actually found this book in a charity shop by Sean Beecher. Um, it's called Cork 365. If anybody can get their hands on it, you should. And it has all these tiny little tidbits and uh, bits of information that I kind of go off then and research a bit more. And I've, I've fallen down this uh, hole of <laughs> Cork information, but it's great. So this story is, it's Jeremiah James Murphy, who was the son of the brewer, James Murphy. And when he died, he passed away in Pisa in Italy. And of course, they tried to get his body back to Ireland, to Cork, and they managed to get it from Pisa overland to Naples. And then they ran into a bit of trouble because it was the 1800s. People were still a bit superstitious about what they put on ships and who they got on ships with and what they called ships. And no sailors would get on a ship with a dead body. So whoever the genius was behind this, I'd like to shake their hands. They bought an upright piano and put James Jeremiah's uh, Murphy's body in the upright piano and shipped the piano home instead, um, unbeknownst to the sailors on the ship. Although now that I'm thinking of it, that, that piano probably smelled awful. So they managed to get it back to Cork. And of course, by the time they got it back to Cork, it was a couple of months later. Oh, my God. Yeah, they decided it was probably better not to remove him from the piano, if that was even possible. And they just buried the entire piano in Carrigrahan Cemetery. So I just thought it was so ironic that, you know, a family that's so renowned and synonymous with revelry and having a good time, you know, with Murphy's Stout, that they buried their son in a piano <laughs> in a graveyard in Cork. I just thought it was the most interesting story. Yeah, I keep coming across these really cool, mostly funny um, stories, actually, about Cork people who are we're a bit ingenious, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, if Conal Creedon wrote that in a book, we'd say, what was he putting into the veg from the market by the time he got around to writing a story like that? And it's actually true. And that's what yeah. I love about a show like this is, you know, everybody knows the horrible histories programs on television, whether you sat down with them as a child, whether you've enjoyed the books, whether you're just a sneaky, guilty pleasure addict as an adult. And this is that kind of version of the history of Cork told in a great great theatrical production and people people can actually sit down with a meal as well at this. That's right. Yeah. So what we've done really is we wanted to give people the the feeling of coming into our living rooms and us chatting. And it's the old Irish, I suppose, version of storytelling. You know, we're, we're famous for storytelling. So and we're famous for welcoming people. So we welcome people from all over the world, all over Cork, all over Ireland. And we sit them down like it's our living room, one big table so they can all chat to each other. And we give them two courses of food and we entertain them between the courses. And then there's a 40 to 50 minute programme then with the history of Cork at the end. And honestly, I'm having a ball. We're all really enjoying ourselves. We've met people from all over the world. Again, it's so lovely, Elmarie, to have people back and to be back and, and, you know, chatting to people and you know, talking about Cork because it's our favourite thing to do. If you're from Cork, you love talking about Cork. <laughs> well, you know. the thing is, like, this is obviously something that tourists would flock to. And I'm sure there's many hotels and guest houses and Airbnbs who would be, you know, adding something like hysterical histories into their little brochures or visitor booklets and that sort of thing yeah. for the course of the summer. But for locals, Cork people, it's worth a trip into town to say, you know what, it's going to be a light meal with 
some really fascinating stories that you would never yeah. have heard of before. And you will mm-hmm. dine out yourself for months on the information and the little anecdotes that they will be able yeah. to share with all their yeah. friends. So how often do you run in the Spalpeen? How many nights a week are you doing it? And how do people go about booking something like that for themselves over the course of the summer? We run Wednesday, Thursday and Friday nights. Wednesday and Thursdays, we run at 7pm. It's approximately two hours long, and marie And then it's five o'clock on a Friday we run it earlier because we thought it's suitable for all the family people with younger kids tend to come at the earlier time on the Friday and they can get tickets at our website which is hystericalhistories.ie so you could just get them there and do you know what most of our guests so far in June have actually been from Cork and the amount of feedback we're getting about geez I didn't know there was a dungeon under Southgate Bridge I've walked across it twice every day for my whole life and it's been great it's so lovely to get the validation back from Cork people that we're doing something right and something to be proud of and they love the show one person actually said to me she said you know I've lived here my entire life and I wish I had done this when I was in school because I didn't know half this history Um, and it's great and also we're hearing back from people stories they know about Cork and they're sharing with us and things that we didn't know so it's actually a lovely um, a lovely way to learn about your city, but also to, you know, bring up conversations about, about your hometown. It's lovely. So the website, once again, Angela, is hystericalhistories.ie. Well done. Thanks so much. No problem. Thanks a million, Anne-Marie. Now, Connor has actually been to see that show, I know, um, and I know that you enjoyed it. And you were there, actually, Connor, one night when there was quite a number of, I suppose, people from the tourist industry, hotels and stuff like that, who were there checking it out. That's true, actually, and um, it was actually <laughs> thumbs up all around the whole table. It, it actually got great immediate feedback from people who are looking for material like this to attract tourists and even people who talk to tourists, like John, who's moved on from the Metropole. He was there just sussing it out, and um, yeah, the word was, yeah, the city needs more of this kind of thing. It's exactly it's what we needed on the menu. Well, exactly. And the thing is, I was talking to Angela after we did the interview and she said with bus tours and that sort of things, uh, so many of the Wednesdays are already booked out as it happens during the summer. So uh, do check out their website and if you, something you'd like to add to your own menu for the summer, maybe you'd want to get after it. Um, here's a brilliant track from Sam Clegg that I haven't had a chance to play in a good long time. It's a small one. It's quite different, but I really love this. It's called Melting Butter. 